What's up, guys? We had an awesome time with TLH Beer Society out of Tallahassee, Florida. Matt and Danny are the know-all of beer in Tallahassee, and you can listen to them on their ESPN radio show every week. Make sure to check the show notes for details and for dozens of breweries we talk about on this episode that you all need to try. Enjoy. What's on Welcome everybody to Cup to Cup. We got a very special night tonight. It could be your morning, it could be your night. It's my night. Uh, this is our What's on Tap episode, and we have a very special guests tonight. We got Danny and Matt from TLH Beer Society. What's up, guys? Right. Not much, man. <laughs> Maybe everybody's anxiety level yeah, and yeah, beer absolutely. consumption. <laughs> yeah. True. Exactly. Yeah. Thanks Definitely for having us. Definitely drinking on. a lot of beer. Yeah, man. We appreciate you coming on. I am Danny, by the way. So when you uh, hear the voices later, you'll know who's who. And that's Matt. <laughs> there you go. What is everybody drinking, by the way? Um, yeah, that's a good way to start. Matt, you walked away for about thirty minutes, and you did this hike and travel. Thirty. So he said thirty. I'm minutes. not exaggerating <laughs> whatsoever. So what beer did you get? Because uh, um, Danny thinks it's some kind of thirteen percent stout. Uh, it's funny. I almost went with a 15% stout to start things off. Um, but no, I actually went with, uh, Lake Tribe Young Chief, uh, what they call their turbo IPA. So it's a 10%, uh, Indian pale ale. Um, you know, they used a lot of like eighties, uh, cool advertising stuff to, to go with it, but it's a hoppy, delicious beer. Um, and actually I started with a full one and popped it. But I'm just getting off of work, so I drank that one so fast I had to run and grab another one. <laughs> Man, you got one of the last cans in Tallahassee. <laughs> I told folks I did. Yeah. I have two more left, and I'm willing to sell. Damn. Oh, man. <laughs> man, you heard it here first. They might be gone by the time this release, though. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's true. Um, what about you, Danny? Um, I've got a uh, watermelon goza from uh, Halpatter, which is, mm. uh, I think, one of the one of the best beers in the state right now. I mean, it's, oh, uh, it's, it's, it's like a watermelon Jolly Rancher and, um, they brewed it. Uh, it sold out like in a day. Uh, they came back, they brewed it again. It sold out in like half a day. And so this time they decided they were going to do a really large canning run. And, uh, a friend of mine wrote over there a couple of days ago and texted me when he was there and was like, Hey, you want anything from there? And I was like, get me a case of the watermelon goes if he's got it. And so, he brought it all back, man, and I'm I'm enjoying it right now. It's really an incredible beer. Nice. If you like sours, Seriously. if you like salty, if you like like the fruit taste to it, man, it's got everything. I'm a sucker mm. for it. I like it in a minute. That's a good yeah, friend. That's to right have up there. Jason's alley. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm drinking um, Revs down the rabbit hole, which is a sour as well. Or I mean, you're out of goza, but yeah, it's a uh, it's called it's a little bit bunny. Um, they have the weirdest names. I swear to they God, do, it's, yeah. it, but it's awesome. Uh, but it's cherry sour with gummy bunnies and lactose. Woo. That sounds amazing. <laughs> it's all sugar. It's it's a great wake up. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I'm not uh, sure I've ever had a bad beer from Rev. Honestly, never, never. No. Man. Um, and I try. I don't, I'm not a big stout guy, and I'll always try one of their stouts because I just think it's not. It's like disrespect not to go in there and not get a stout. Yeah. Um. What about you, Chase? So I just finished off my last Lake Tribe last night. So I uh, I moved on over to my Oyster City Huda Brown. <laughs> nice. Man, those is Hooter Brown. It's a great There's nothing beer. wrong I with love that. Hooter Brown, man, it's a great gold beer. Uh, gold medal winner this year too at Best yep. Florida Beer for yep. the for the, the Honey Brown Ale. He told us so that good. when he was on the episode a couple weeks ago, and I had no idea uh, that that beer was that famous and that good. 
so yeah, good. Absolutely. Um, what about you, Kev? I'm also drinking an award-winning beer uh, from Crooked Can. Uh, their their Florida Sunshine Lager. Yeah, mm. uh, they just uh, re-released their their to-go cans and the big old 16-ounce pints. Uh, so I went and grabbed some of those. It's perfect because I'm, you know, I've been out in the yard all day, nice and hot. You need not just an easy-going, clean, crisp drinker. So that's what I got. Love it. I knew it was going to be a crooked can, obviously. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah it's right <laughs> um, next to my house. There's no reason. <laughs> uh, speaking of beer, Matt, Danny, um, I was talking to Matt earlier about kind of where you guys come from. Um, how the hell did you guys end up talking about beer on the radio in Tallahassee? Oh, man. Um, well, in uh, 2017, we got our fifth brewery here in Tallahassee. We're back to four now because, unfortunately, we uh, we had one closed uh uh, grasslands, uh, miss those guys, but, uh, we're back to four now. When we got to five though, um, I kind of felt like our, our beer scene had sort of kind of been tied together. It was, it was complete with sort of a fifth brewery. You really couldn't hit them all in one day. Um, everybody was doing something different, something really unique. And we saw these other scenes around Florida and, and really the country, uh, putting together these beer societies that kind of helped cover, you know, all the haps that were going on on the beer scene. And so we were just kind of, you know, joking around on Twitter one night in, in you know, middle of 2017. I want to say it was like June or July. And uh, I think I tweeted something like, man, Tallahassee really needs a beer society. And somebody's like, well, why don't you fucking start it? You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> and it was like, all right, well, yeah, touche. You're right. Maybe maybe I will. So uh, we opened up a, a Twitter account, didn't really do anything with it. And then uh, Ryan Lapete over at Deep Brewing kind of kind of pushed the envelope and says, you guys need to hurry up and launch this thing because I got some news for you to break um, real quick. I can't even remember what the news was now, uh, but the uh, the idea was to sort of just, you know, be the be the crew that covers the, the beer scene. Um, and we say it all the time. We're kind of the megaphone for all that's happening here in Tallahassee. And so, uh, you know, when we got it going, uh, kind of looked at it and said, look, this isn't anything that I can do by myself. So I really wanted some some help to do it. And so before we even launched, I got a, a few guys in to help me, and, and Matt was one of them. And here we are two and a half years, almost three years later, and uh, me and Matt are the last ones standing. <laughs> we're, the <laughs> That's only, awesome. we're, we're the only ones who uh, I think we're, we're crazy enough to want to put the time and, and effort into it to kind of, as Matt always says, see Tallahassee win and, and make sure that everybody knows what great craft beer we have up here. And, uh, you know, it just kind of progressed from a Twitter account to Facebook and Instagram and uh, we, we launched a column not long after in the Tallahassee Democrat, and then not long after that, ESPN Radio in Tallahassee approached us about doing a, a craft beer show. The general manager at the time, his name was Alan Willis, uh, they had had a craft beer show up in Ohio where he had come from before he took over in Tallahassee, and he basically thought it was a great idea in Ohio. It was doing really well. He wanted to do the same thing in, in Tallahassee. He got here, found out about us, and, and just said, you know, look, this is, a, this is a great fit. Now, Matt and I actually said no at first. Uh, because we didn't know anything about radio, we still don't know much about radio, and and so we sort of uh, we sort of kind of like oh yeah we'll think about it, and then a couple months later he came back and was like guys we need to sort of you know to to you know use the phrase kind of shit or get off the pot. It was like you need to yeah. do this or make it happen or yeah. or you know we're gonna we're gonna move on and maybe you know go with a different kind of show. And so you know we we decided it was a good spot to really promote our breweries and uh, also get some local businesses involved as well um, as sponsors of the show, kind of help highlight them. There really wasn't a radio show. In town that had like all local sponsors um so you know we we kind of approached a lot of people who supported the craft beer scene in tallahassee with those people in mind and got them on board and you know kind of the, the rest is history was it That's just awesome. you matt or did you guys have a team prior like let's call it the twitter twitter days 
Uh, so, so that was Danny um, there. But uh, in the the very early social media days, <laughs> the first, I think at the first bottle share where we were kind of roundtabling the different things that the beer society could be and could do, uh, there were maybe I don't know eight people there. Yeah, something uh, like that. Wow. Yeah, Damn. and then from that it kind of became pretty quickly a core four. Uh, one of them moved to California, and so while we would have wow. loved to have seen him try to cover <laughs> Tallahassee from California, uh, he decided it was probably a little too far for him, so uh, that selfish. took us down to three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we had uh, another guy that just, uh, I mean, he's super busy all the time, had just had a newborn, so he kind of stepped off. Uh, okay. And then it just became Danny and I. Um and I think we complement each other pretty well um, where in areas where I'm I'm not as strong. Danny's very strong. Uh, and in areas where maybe Danny's not as strong, I kind of fill in there. So um, I'm always kind of the business numbers kind of behind the thing. Uh, Danny's a front man. I don't really like being out front. <laughs> so uh, it's worked out really well that way. Nice. Good cop, bad cop, right? Yeah. I don't know. If that's how I that think was, we're both pretty yeah. great cops. We just yeah, right. different skills. I gotta be I gotta be honest. I don't know how that really that phrase really works anyway. Apparently. So. And I just want to clarify I am not a cop, so I just, yeah. I just, I just What's been y'all's favorite aspect of this? Oh man. Um I don't know, Matt. You wanna go you wanna go I mean I know I think I know what mine is, but I don't know if it's the same as Matt. So you you, you start, Matt. I feel like we'll probably step on each other's toes a little bit on this answer. But um, for me, uh, there's a couple of different aspects, but they all kind of come back to the same thing. I was born and raised here in Tallahassee. Um, Growing up, it was kind of like you kind of had a set progression and then you either worked for the state or you got the hell out of here. Um, There really wasn't anything to do in Tallahassee when you finished school. That's not wrong. (laughs) Um, And uh, the brewery, seeing the breweries open and then open in very diverse pockets around town, um, pockets where people that maybe live in that 32312 zip code wouldn't necessarily go and visit um, and vice versa. Uh, I think my favorite thing is seeing those different areas of town thrive see Tallahassee have something that is uniquely theirs um, and then be able to take it to a Tampa, Orlando, Jacksonville, uh, take it to Hunapu and go win in Tampa's backyard um, with something that was brewed right here in Tallahassee using guys who were born in Tallahassee and see it really booming. So I think being able to do that as well as tie in the small businesses like Danny mentioned, and, and really show that Tallahassee doesn't have to be all chain restaurants. It doesn't have to be Bud Light and Natty, Natty Light and heading out to the coast. It can be a lot more than that. And I think that's what I like the most about it. When was Love the it. first uh, brewery? When did it open up? Because I feel like I didn't have anything around us. I know Proof was like a liquor liquor slash bar for me when I was in college. Yeah, 2012 Okay, um, was when Proof really cross that threshold into being a brewery. Okay. Um, prior to that, yeah, they were, uh, you know, the kind of a straight up uh, boutique liquor store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also had a lot of beer offerings there too. They would do tap takeovers and, and they would have a tap re- invitational there. Yeah. Um, but when they finally crossed over to actually like, this is a brewery, uh, 2012. Nice. But uh, Danny might have a different answer in terms of what he likes the most about this, this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm I'm kind of in that same breath there. I mean, I I, I really enjoy 
uh, seeing all of these, uh, the, the breweries and every, everybody get, you know, some shine. But I think, you know, not only just shine locally and building up, you know, what we think is a really great craft beer scene. We sell people this all the time. We're a small scene, but we're really mighty. And I think if you took any of the five breweries here, or four now, um, we're, we're coming up on five with uh, Fool's Fire uh, opening pretty soon down in the All Saints District near Fermentation Lounge. They actually would have opened by now if, if any of the uh, the virus stuff mm. hadn't happened. They had yeah. an April open date ready to go. He, in fact, he actually has that's beer brutal. brewed. Yeah, that's uh, that's 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 being sold that's next door at Fermentation timing. Lounge. It is, man, it really is. And um, he was going to open up a little bit sooner than that, so it actually might have been a slight blessing, blessing that you know yeah. he can kind of get a little more time to get it prepared. But um, you know, I, I think that you know. I say this all the time, you could probably take any of the breweries in town and transplant them to a bigger city and they would instantly become like a top five brewery. And I mean, like, you know, anybody over in Jacksonville, you know, Tampa, Orlando, Miami, I mean, they just really, really, really make good beer here. And I've been to a lot of other beer scenes and drank the beer there and nothing against any of the other ones. They, you know, they all have some great breweries there. But at the end of the day, I, I really feel like what we're doing in Tallahassee is, is great. So I think that to be able to not only promote the beer scene locally, and kind of get all these these people, you know, um, I think I really feel like we've gotten a lot of people that maybe weren't into craft beer into craft beer here locally. And, we, and outside of Tallahassee, we've really helped put Tallahassee kind of on the map as far as the scene goes, because we've got this sort of, you know, boisterous group that, you know, isn't isn't you know afraid to be, you know, outlandish on social media and, and entertaining, <laughs> but also informative at the same time about what we have here. And, you know, we're not scared to put our beer up against anybody else's beer anywhere else. And, you know, I don't think everybody, every, every beer scene has that, um, you know, even the Jacksonville beer society, which we kind of modeled the Tallahassee beer society after, um, after initially, um, they're not even really doing a whole lot anymore. They've, uh, they had, you know, some people that were involved that, um, have kind of backed away and they've got another group over there now that's sort of taken over, um, called first coast brews, which are some really good friends of ours. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I mean, I think just, just seeing the notoriety and then also for me, I mean, I really enjoy the events. Like Matt was saying, I'm kind of the, the guy that, you know, uh, gets out there and goes to a lot of the events and tries to help organize them and stuff like that. I really enjoy the bottle shares that we do. I enjoy the, the, the monthly events that we do down at fermentation lounge. Um, you know, the, the, I mean, the, the radio show aspect. I mean, I really, I really like sort of being kind of that go-to craft beer source here in Tallahassee because while Matt and I will be, you know, very open about the fact that we're not beer experts, uh, we're not probably not even really beer geeks to, to in that in that sense, you know, of really being able to nerd out on the beer. Um, you know, Same. we just we, we we know our breweries, we know our breweries, and we yeah. know the beer that they make, and we know that it's good. And so, um, you know, seeing them seeing them win, seeing them get some love all around the state, and then being able to, to hold these events that I think that have you know kind of resonated with people. I mean, we have people from outside of the area that get interested in our bottle shares and and things that we're doing up here which to me is really really cool we had uh seventh sun down in tampa they're regular donators to our bottle share first magnitude down in gainesville you know when we put something like this together um they want to be involved and kind of you know and they know that we're also going to showcase their beer at the same time I and mean, we're we're all about spreading the love we're not just like oh tallahassee beer is the greatest it's the best you know yeah. we know there's a lot of other beer on the outside which is kind of why we've sort of expanded our reach now you heard me talk about how powder when we first came on. I mean, they're over in Lake City. They're in kind of a no man's land, but they're close to Tallahassee. Yeah. They're mm -hmm. 90 miles away, 80 miles away. Oyster City down in Apalachicola, mm -hmm. East Point, uh, Panama mm -hmm. City. We've got some breweries up in South Georgia. I mean, we've kind of spread our wings in the last year, and we've sort of opened this up to be sort of a, a Big Ben, South Georgia coverage area where, you know, we've got, I think at this point now, I think it's like nine or 10 or 11 breweries that we cover. And so I think they really appreciate it. I think they enjoy, you know, having a, a, a city like Tallahassee where we've got great beer um also sort of 
be able to, you know, spread the love a little bit and let people know that you're really only within an hour, hour and a half drive of some other really great beer as well. Do you feel like, do you feel like having uh, hundreds of thousands of very super opinionated students there (laughs) helps or (laughs) hinders the, uh, the beer scene there in Tallahassee? Well, we got them. We got to get them to all stop drinking truly and, and white claws. Exactly. We can do that. Then, uh. yeah. It's a very good point. Yeah, yeah. Our boy, our boy on our show, Jose, he's not helping out oh, anybody. Yeah. Either. No. Oh, y'all's video was great. I, yeah, <laughs> y'all's video was great the other night, though. That was awesome. When, uh, and, uh, and that's the real Jose. I mean, he yeah, has yeah. white claws. That's his thing. But he yeah, is a, he is a big fan <laughs> of craft beer. It's just yeah, like yeah. once white claw like hit the market, that man went i don't know man he, I just, he does I them question. both he does them both yeah. it's just the fact that he drinks as much white claw as he does when he could be having a much better beer yeah uh, i don't even know why i'm saying a much better beer like insinuating that white claw is a beer which is crazy um i did want to say i went to the tlh beer fest and that was a blast so yeah. i don't i can't even imagine how much planning and stuff went into that but i had so much fun so it was amazing. It, it looked like a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It was who was wearing the uh the, the public subs? That was Jose. Uh, that, was that, Jose. Was that was Jose. That was Jose. Yeah, nice. That was White Claw man. Yeah. So nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, that was a good event. Yeah, I think White Claw actually even had a tent at the I'm uh, pretty sure they, yeah, did. they did at the beer festival. I'm pretty sure somebody Which is said ballsy. it. Was... Like I just I think it's <laughs> hey. I mean, I, I I think it's a good move in the sense that I'm sure somebody's wife or husband that's going to this craft beer fest is not liking beer and there there's your option right there. But still a bold yeah. move. Still there's just so move. many yeah. good beers though. Like that's my thing. Like if you like White Claw, you can find a beer yeah, exactly. that's yeah. that's right for you. I agree. Well, with I think that. that I think that hits to so the question was how do we feel about having the opinionated <laughs> students? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> and for me, I, I mean I think it's kind of exciting to be honest, because I think it's an opportunity for us to um, there are different segments in town that we haven't hit yet. Um, to really convince them to get out, try beer. Uh, there's a lot of different styles, a lot of different flavors, uh, and there's something for everyone. You just got to be willing to kind of take that journey a little bit without sounding like a damn yoga instructor there. <laughs> yeah, but, right. um, but I think the students are kind of an opportunity in that if you can crack that really opinionated uh, bro or uh, student <laughs> yeah. and get him to go like, nah, you know what? Like for a dollar more, I get a beer that's made right around the corner. That's way better than that. Mm-hmm. That that's Gar- I don't even know, garbage juice. Will I was garbage drinking. Juice. <laughs> that, yeah. Garbage juice. Um, yeah. I do like using that term, but uh, awesome. um, if I can get w- even just one of them, then, you know, a lot of times that's, five or six where if you catch like a middle-aged uh white guy and he's like oh yeah i drink that over a butt light you're really only going to convince him like that guy really doesn't influence as many people but the students you get one of those types of guys to be like nah this stuff's good that's that's six or ten more people that are going to come on board and at least go try it it doesn't mean it's going to be your thing but at least getting across that threshold and going like nah this is cool and tallahassee isn't what we thought it was because most of those kids they don't come from here they come from south florida or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. um and to see like the different side of tallahassee and be like nah there's some cool stuff here too uh to me it's a golden opportunity frankly i'm jealous of these college kids 
Yeah, right. right. We yeah. didn't have any of this when we, we were did. in college. Yeah, absolutely. You know yeah, you're true. old when you say yeah, that phrase. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> when man. I was a kid, we used to walk to get our beer. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Like I, I didn't get any of that, man. It was, it was all Bud Light and you know, yeah. uh, I left. Like my... Yingling was like, no. we were like, oh my god, Yingling. Uh, Yingling was like, yeah, for real. That was like, man, someone's really it was. blowing it out. Yeah, Amber that was like, Amberbach That was too. Splurge Day. Yeah. Was the I, uh, Amberbach was one. When I left, yeah. when I left Tallahassee, I went to Portland, Oregon, and so like oh, wow. Kevin oh, wow. said, <laughs> Kevin called it out before I did. He was like, bro, the beer scene's crazy there. I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, I didn't even understand what craft beer was, and then so like I had the typical. Um, day a per- person has when they try crap beer the first time you drink it like it's Bud Light and before you know it, you're hammered drunk uh, <laughs> and I went rock climbing that night but all I can say is when I had crap beer and then I came back to Tallahassee and saw it like explode in Tallahassee and Orlando and Jacksonville I was super stoked because I when I left I was like fuck I'm never gonna have good beer ever again like it's never gonna happen <laughs> that's it huh it for real, like, like only only Oregon has crap beer be, dude it was this but it was weird because like they're in Oregon and you can see like it's it's kind of happening in Jacksonville and Tallahassee where the mom and pop shops are popping up everywhere now and they're taking over their franchises, which is awesome. And that's yeah, all that right. Portland was. Portland was just like these little no name brands. And it was, I was, I thought it was like going out was going to like, um, Olive garden. That was like, Chili's. A, a, yeah, yeah. Chili's. that's going on now to see that. And then like you kind of pick, now you go to breweries because they actually have good food and good beer. It's, it's yes. just cool to see. Yeah. Yeah, for real. I like how you good said this beer. You had the typical first craft beer story. You yeah. got hammered, and then you went rock climbing. That was. I just wanted to drop that. That was a weird flex. The first half, I went with. I went with a girl. She was a photographer at uh, the station I was working at, and she hammered like three back, and she was fine. I was like, all right, I'll just keep swigging, keep, keep swigging, and then she's like, hey, let's go, uh, let's go rock climbing, and I'm like, oh. All right, let's do this. So I just kind of sat there and watched. Is this like indoor rock climbing? Indoor, indoor. actual. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I'm not that stupid. (laughs) And then he went outdoor rock climbing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) that was fun. In my head, I pictured it. I'm like, it is Portland. That guy's. Yeah, that's that's what I. Yeah, that's a legitimate question for sure. And you definitely you know, are of, that stupid, by the way. Yeah. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. One of the stupid. one of the cool things too about uh, the the Florida State uh, students is I feel like you know once you you do kind of convert some, it's like Matt said, you you get a big group of them, and we've got some people. You know, we we consider really anybody who follows our social media or you know reads our column or listens to the radio show. Like you don't we don't have a membership program or anything. We just kind of consider you you know members of the Tallahassee Beer Society if you buy into what we do and and kind of our mission and our goal. And we had some people that came to some bottle shares uh, really early on that were, you know, young, 21, 22 years old. And we still stay in touch with them uh, to this day. And and I feel I feel like, you know, they went out and recruited more people to those bottle shares. And I think more than anything, and Matt's talked about this before in some other interviews that we've done, I think it gives people a, a sort of a, a sense of place, you know, like a, a feeling of like you leave Tallahassee and you're like, man, not only do I miss Florida State, but I miss the beer there. I miss the beer scene, the beer family, mm-hmm. the beer community. So, you know, when you can you can get sort of the students to kind of buy into craft beer when they're here. It, it, you know, we, we want people to, we want people to graduate from Florida state and want to stay in Tallahassee as long as they can find it, you know, a good job and, and, you know, feel like they're comfortable here. So I think craft beer is kind of a good part of that, of, of giving that sort of sense of place and that sort of like, man, I really have a lot of pride in my hometown because I'm a knoll, you know, I enjoyed everything about Tallahassee. And then on top of that, we have great fucking beer. So mm. that was well said. Well said. Yes. So I don't know about Kevin and Chase, but uh, sell me on what's uh, a bottle share and like why I should go like go to one. 
it's like oh, four right. hours yeah. of free beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was wondering the same so, thing. You keep know, saying bottle share. I'm not I, sure what it I is. I know the concept of the, of the, or I know the idea of the bottle share, but I've never actually gone to one. So like, is it just you kind of bring a handful of beers and you guys just kind of toss each other's beer back and forth and try it out? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah, added, that's really about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you bring, uh, I mean, typically at a bottle share, you're not going to bring like a Bud Light or anything, but you're going to bring um, a pretty You could, beer. but you'll be, you'll get laughed out of there. I was about <laughs> yeah, to say, yeah, I, I guess mean, I'm out. I can't bring yeah. my Bud Light. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, but maybe if you shoot the top off of a White Claw, we'll let it, we'll let it slide. <laughs> yeah. um, but, uh. Yeah, I mean, you come, you bring a bottle, usually about two. Um, so does everybody else. Uh, in this case, uh, it can be anywhere from about 100 people to, um, you know, about 20 or 30. Uh, two bottles apiece. So you're talking about a lot of bottles on the table. Uh, cups are set out. You take kind of small pours and you get to sample beers all night, usually about three to four hours. Um, everybody kind of just sits and kicks it, talks about their, you know, you pop the top on the stuff you brought. And a lot of people usually have stories about where the beer came from or what the beer is or how, why they were even there to get that beer. Uh, it's a great way to sample beers that are not necessarily made here, but all over the country, uh, at our bottle shares, you know, you have people who work and commute, you know, travel for living. So they may be out in the Pacific Northwest. They bring some Pliny back, um, things that you would never get here. Uh, and so it's a just it's just an opportunity to kind of get together, kick it, uh, have a lot of great beer. And in, in our case, we use it to raise money for charities. Um, so well, we spun awesome. it off. We spun it off where we have a suggested donation. Uh, so you bring your two bottles, usually a, at least a $5 donation for whatever the cause is for the night. We let that cause, if they choose to, there are some that don't really want to get out in front, but uh, we let them come out, take a take a moment to talk a little bit about what they do, uh, how they aid people in the community, and then we get to popping bottles and raising money for a good cause. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. That is cool. And it, ro- and it rotates, too. I mean, we, we, we let the whoever the host is um, hosting the bottle share, we've rotated them around to the different breweries in Tallahassee, some craft beer bars as well. We let them choose who we're raising the money for. I mean, they're giving up their space, um, their staff a lot of the times. Um, sometimes they'll, they'll do it on a night when they're closed, so they'll, they'll have to open just for it as well. And we'll let them, you know, pick the charity. It, it kind of started, uh, I think, in early 2018. Uh, we did a, like a road show where um, I went out of town with the Tally Mac Shack, and we went down to uh, Bradenton and Tampa area, and we set up and brought some great Tallahassee food and information on Tallahassee breweries down to these other breweries down there. And then we came back, and we brought a bunch of their beer back to Tallahassee, and uh, Justo Cruz, the owner of Mac Shack's idea was, you know, let's bring all this beer in, let's let's raise money for a charity, and let's have everybody come in, make a suggested donation. All the food is always donated as well, so you get. I mean, food food at these things is like super key. I mean, you really need to be eating when you're drinking fifteen percent barrel aged stouts like over and over and over for four hours. So the food is really really key. Um, we'll always have you know somebody donate the food as well. Um, like Matt said, you know, make a suggested donation, and then you know there's it's just kind of an endless supply of 
any style that you want and you can really just sort of walk around with your cup and just find stuff sitting on the table and try whatever you want. So the great thing about a bottle share too, is there's no pressure. If you pour something you don't like, just dump it the hell out and go get something else. I mean, there's a lot of things there for you to be able to try throughout the night. So um, it, it's been a really, really cool thing. I think altogether we added it up after the, the most recent one we did. I think it's over $25,000 that we've raised in a couple oh, wow. of years for, for local charities nice. um, and really just doing it at about, you know, $1,500, $2,000 at a time. So um, our record for one night is about 2300 We did one at Proof for Hang Tough uh, last year and uh, really, really went well. Um, they, they, had, they had just opened, and uh, their beer garden um, was, was – their private beer garden was brand new, and they were like, look, we're going we're gonna to keep the brewery open, but we're also going to have this bottle share over here to the side. So we had probably 75 people show up for the bottle share and another 25 who were just wandering around that night that was like – what the hell's going on over there in the private beer garden? It's like, come in, pay $20, and you can pretty much sample whatever you want to. And so all these people came in and did that as well. So, And That's how awesome. often do you do these? Like once a month? Uh, we've been trying to – this year our goal was to try to do them every month, month and a half, maybe two months. Uh, try to get six or seven in during the year. Our first one was scheduled for – March 26th at Deep for the Down Syndrome Association. Yeah. That was actually the very, very first charity we ever benefited uh, a few years ago, and uh, or actually about two years ago. So this would have been the third annual. And obviously, you know, right around what March, middle of March, things started to pop off. So we had to we had to unfortunately postpone it. So um, we'll we'll get it scheduled eventually. But obviously, it wasn't socially responsible to try to hold a bottle share, even though we were raising money for charity at, at the you know for, yeah. for the as the cause. So, but yeah, every every month or so, and then we'll pick a new location. We'll let the location pick the charity and then we'll get out there and promote it and you know give people enough time to you know not only plan on it but also kind of stockpile beer like matt said people will go to these places and know that they've got this bottle share coming up in a month and they will go to places like crooked can or you know down to funky buddha yeah. or over to jacksonville and fishweir and rev and you know stockpile these beers that they want to bring over to the bottle share and matt wrote a really great column in the democrat um uh, about a year or so ago, kind of about what bottle share etiquette is, because we get this question all the time, like, what is a bottle share? How does it work? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. really, the etiquette is, you know, you bring the bottle in, um, you put it down in the cooler, you're t- you're kind of the one that's supposed to be the, the person to pop it. So when you're ready to pop it at that point, you pop it, you make a pour of it, and you put it out on the table, and sort of anybody who wants it can come get it. Is it and- a no-no to bring in a, like a local beer? Like, let's say like I was in Tallahassee and I brought a proof beer. Would it be like, dude, come on. Did you try? Oh, no, absolutely no. not. That's 100% encouraged. Okay, yeah. okay. Not at all. A lot of times that happens because, uh, you know, the bottle share may happen on a Thursday or Friday. Yeah. Uh, you have a brand new beer that released on a Thursday. Well, yeah. in prior times, typically on a Thursday. Uh, so a lot of times there are people there who haven't had a chance to even get to that tasting room to try a crowler or a four pack of the new beer. So a lot of times it's actually encouraged and the breweries that are hosting will put out some of their newer beers because they want people to kind of get that taste. Um, one of the things to mention, uh, food is a must and Uber is a must. Uber oh, is like, uh, don't, <laughs> nice. don't be a knucklehead that shows up to the thing and goes, ah, I'll be good to drive home. You won't. So yeah, you won't. Uh, <laughs> definitely food, Uber, and a bottle that's the way to go but then outside of that it's just a great time hanging out and uh tasting some incredible beers nice and so i gotta ask we kind of talked about it prior to this and kind of why we set it up um are you guys able to set up anything virtually anything to kind of help out all the breweries in the area because i know that was like something you posted uh, i think it was last week right about how covid just destroying all the breweries uh in tallahassee and across the country 
Um, we've, we've talked about the virtual one a little bit. I, mm-hmm. You know, I, um, we did a Zoom call with Byron and Angela at a proof of the co-owners there. Um, did one, did one on Saturday where they sort of, you know, sold some, sold some, uh, tickets to, uh, to kind of hang out with them for the afternoon, but you got a crowler of beer from Madison social and a lunch. So, I mean, really you were already ahead on the $20 right there. Plus you got to kind of, you know, get, get the, get in front of Byron and Angela and ask them anything you wanted to about the brewery or whatever. And one of the interesting things that I thought came out of it was that somebody else brought up this exact same point, which was, you know, can't, can you guys do some sort of a virtual bottle share while you're waiting for this kind of to settle down? And I, I think it is possible. Um, I think we would like to try to do something like that. We haven't really, um, you know, I think everyone's still sort of like scrambling a little bit to try to figure out like this new norm of, yeah. of life right now. Um, but, 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 you know, when, when I brought up the idea of that and sort of what, you know, my thought of doing it is, and that would be to get a bunch of raffle prizes, um, from area businesses, you know, maybe a growler here or a nice bottle here or a gift card or something like that. And you would essentially draw people into this bottle share to come in and make a donation to some sort of a hospitality, um, you know, group here in town that would benefit, you know, all of the restaurants, which, you know, doesn't really exist at the moment in Tallahassee. Um, we've got, we, we were even talking about possibly even starting one, um, in order to try to, you know, to, to, to make this happen and benefit, you know, the, the industry here in, in town, um, outside of our normal, uh, you know, charities that we've, that we've done stuff for in the past, which has been like second harvest and down syndrome association and hang tough and places like that. Um, and so as soon as I brought it up and sort of started running through all the details that I'm telling you guys about right yeah. now, like Angela yeah. stopped me in the middle. She's like, let me just tell you right now, if you guys do this, we are in, we will donate whatever you yeah. want to for prizes. And I think that would be a really cool way. Like you would keep people, involved throughout the entire night they could come and they could check in they can make a donation virtually as soon as you make a donation you would get a number assigned to you then we would just draw raffle prizes on the virtual you know bottle share throughout the night so it really honestly kind of benefits you to stick around for the entire night and see whether you win some of this stuff and so that would be kind of a way to do it while also trying to raise money i think at the same time but you know we haven't really put anything in stone we'd like yeah. to do it i think at some point i don't see us holding an in-person bottle share you know unfortunately anytime yeah, soon the yeah. way things are going um but i I think it's a great idea um, to, to try to do it. And I think it's one of those things that Matt and I just kind of need to, you know, kind of get settled into our new normal part of life and then sort of try to organize it from there um, to make it happen. And yeah, I mean, you know, that, that story that we, we talked about, uh, the, the prognosis for breweries right now is, is not good. I mean, you know, I think they're, and Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, I think the article said that they thought probably four to 5% of breweries are already we're probably going to close this year anyways just because of the bubble sort of bursting yeah and now the number is somewhere like around 35 40 percent is that right God. yeah That's um, ridiculous, yeah man. yeah i mean i would say the one thing the one portion that i would correct is uh is it's not really a bubble bursting um when you see people who say that the bubble's bursting on craft beer uh that's really uh, that comes from nefarious uh people in the system so let's say ab and bev or constellation there really isn't a bubble to craft beer per se um what you were seeing is still steady growth uh there is still a lot of market to be had Mm -hmm. um but what you did what you are gonna see is people who were still kind of check to check and early in the Mm -hmm. maybe undercapitalized in craft beer are they're already kind of out of the game. Um, And then you're going to see the ones that kind of stuck to kind of some financial principles. They're, they're pretty well off um, for now, but with nobody knowing how long this is going to last. Yeah. They're, they're talking about, you know, 
uh, a 48, maybe 50, 56%. Like officially just, closed uh, for good or closed like done? done. Yeah, tapped just out. Done. Tapped out of the that game. Is, I told that so to sad, Emily man. when I read that article. I told that to my wife and uh, she um, she was like, there's no way. There's absolutely no way. I was like, this is kind of why we want them on the podcast because I'm like that. That was to me to see like those kind of numbers is that's like blows it's my devastating. mind. devastating. Yeah. It's devastating. Yeah. So, I mean, absolutely. if you listen to um, – our radio show with Worst Beer blog last week, uh, we talked to him, and he's in L.A., and he's as in touch with breweries as anybody. And we asked that specific question, which is, how do you see this the landscape coming out of this? And he said, look, I, you know, I'm hopeful, but I'm also a realist, and this is, this is really bad. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, on the back end of this, you're going to have some of the larger brands – um, be able to kind of push, throw their weight around to, to kind of exacerbate the situation too. So, uh, yeah, yeah. it's going to be a totally different landscape. Do you mean like buying out yep. like other breweries or just kind of like making, oh, okay, that and like making their beer cheaper and that kind of yeah, stuff? Yeah, I mean, if you've got a, uh, if you've got a brewery that's sitting there and, you know, they have a house, uh, payment to make or, you know, they're, they're maybe already, you know, behind on loans or, yeah. you know, or are all, you know, in their first couple of years and somebody comes in and, you know, maybe they're a hot brewery and, and somebody offers you, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars or a million or something like that to, to kind of just go away. I mean, it's, it, you know, That's it's going to be hard no. for some of these, yeah, hard to some of these places to say no. And then on top of that, you're just going to have some that aren't going to get that offer who are just going to have to close. So yeah. you're going to get those combination of those two factors right there. That's really going to change the landscape. I mean, it's kind of a, the local restaurant scene is a, a, a a good example of that. I mean, if some of these places close here in town that are in prime pieces of real estate, I mean, what's going to happen? Is another local restaurant just going to pop up there? No, you're going to get a Chili's oh, that's going to cool. come by yeah, that place. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, we might see a whole changing of the landscape with, you know, yeah. both beer and local food as well at the same time. So are all these like pickups and, and like curbside and all this stuff, like are, are people going out and buying a lot of beer still, or is it like drastically different in these, in like Tallahassee? Oh man. So go ahead. We've we've done a few shows with um, Ryan Lapete recently, uh, where he, you know he he'll tell you that the curbside it's opened up something new for him. So for some breweries, like for instance uh, Deep, he was only open Thursday through Sunday to begin with. Uh, now he's actually able to sell on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, without actually diverting any labor, without opening, without doing anything. All he does is essentially put the online order out there. Uh, people can place their order, and his brewers are still already in there brewing beer. Uh, you know, they're still doing work. They're cleaning tanks. They're refining processes. Uh, they can fulfill that order, go take it to the door, take it to the person's car, and then go right back to working. So for him, you know, he already had a, a fairly – limited staff mm -hmm. he's actually able to kind of sell in hours where he wouldn't sell and so it's opened opportunities okay. um people have made the push to make sure to go buy local to do the curbside to yeah. do the online orderings uh how long that can sustain a brewery though yeah. because beer is very much economies of scale how much can i produce what is the margin i can get it for um, you know, if you're holding tanks of beer that you are not necessarily selling out pretty quickly and it's sitting in the tank, that's, you know, that's money lost. And, and, uh, you know, breweries pay for the ingredients up front and they hope to recoup that, 
on the back end when they actually sell the finished product. Yeah. So if you think about the workflows, it's changed everything. Uh, supporting local, going out, doing the curbside, 100% helps for sure. Um, but whether it can offset everything that would have been in the tasting room, yeah. I, you know, I don't know, to be honest. With I mean, you. that's where I the money's made, is the tasting room. Yeah. 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 I think it's on a brewery by brewery um, uh, on yeah. basis because yeah. each of them are structured so differently. Some are set up to really sell a ton of beer via grocery. And, and that's where a lot of it is helping too. You know, you've got Proof Deep Lake Tribe in Publix. So while individual restaurants and breweries may not be doing as well, grocery is blowing up, right? Yeah, We're all ordering sure. groceries seemingly around the clock it and beer is in that cart. So as long as they can fulfill those grocery orders, um, you know, that helps a lot too. So it's not just the curbside. It's also being able to get it in package. Ology has packages and that's other a good places point. Too I've actually package around. Yeah. I've not bought any beer from like Publix or grocery store. I just keep going to all the breweries, but we like, like Jack, like Tallahassee, Jacksonville, all the, like the big ones are in public. So it's a good yeah, point. But I mean, yeah. through the brewery is still the yeah. best way, right? Because yeah, yeah. they don't have to pay their distributor and they don't have to pay for, for any additional intermediary costs. So through the brewery is still the best, but if you can't make it to the brewery, yeah, uh, you know, White Orchid Proof just put it out. You can't maybe make it to Proof. That stuff's on Publix. It's in Trader Joe's. It's everywhere where you might get groceries. Grab that four pack. You're still supporting them. Mm. My wife doesn't let me out of the house, but once like a week, it sucks. <laughs> no, I haven't left in like 15 days, man. <laughs> really? I keep going yeah. out and she keeps slapping me. She's like, do you really need to go out? I'm like, no, no, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the perfect time to make uh, this mood so much better um, right now. Cause it's, <laughs> yeah, let's liven it up a little bit. Uh, I apologize. Yeah. No, it no, had no, to be it, said. It needed to be needed said. To be said. Yeah. <laughs> So I tweaked our Lonely Island to reflect Tallahassee and outside of Tallahassee. So I tweaked these a little bit. So I'll go into the rules when we play the intros and we'll have some fun. I'll definitely make Matt and uh, Danny answer solo. I won't make you guys try to come up with your own beer. That'd be totally, totally fucked up. All right. Uh, let's play some Lonely Island. I'm still lonely. I have nobody. I'll make Mako first, then Danny uh, moving forward. All right. The one beer uh, from Tallahassee that you would take if you were stranded on an island would be what? Oh, that is man. so hard. I know, Dude. but we have many more we can talk about breweries. We have we have uh, another <laughs> segment with that you can bring up another brewery. So I'm sure we, since you guys know the owners and stuff, my next segment is going to be awesome. Yeah. Okay. So the no one feelings beer hurt. I'm, I'm taking to a deserted island. Um, oh. I'm glad y'all made Matt go first. So I had to say, <laughs> I knew I was about to say, come on, man, how did I get this wrong? Um, I feel like we should shoot even's odds for it. Um, we'll switch dang. it up. The next one, probably Deep's Great Barrier Reese. It doesn't come out often. It's a peanut butter stout. Um, but that'd be the one. And, and I can drink stouts, whether it's a tropical deserted Island or it's freezing cold. I can do them all season. Doesn't matter to me. So that'd be the one for me. You're a unique gentleman, sir. All right, Danny, what do you got? Oh man. Um, I think probably I'm actually going to go a little opposite with Matt in terms of if I'm going to be on a deserted Island, I do want something that's like 
a little bit lighter, like sort of a summer beer. Um, so I'm going to stick with the sours here because I, you know, I, I wasn't even into sours until taste, a couple, couple <laughs> years, a couple years ago. Um, but man, it's going to be between two beers. It's either going to be Deep's Vertigo's, which is a mango, lime, habanero, uh, Goza. Mm, it's like, what? it's like, it's like sour sweet and it's got like a spice on the end of it that's really really nice um or it's going to be either uh proof's key lime pie uh evil kiss which is a berliner and since i can't pick i'm just going to flip a coin in here right now whatever it lands on i'm going to (laughs) give i'm going to give uh deep heads and uh proof tails so let me flip it up real quick you should have let us guess what the other would pick (laughs) because i know vertigo's would have been danny's pick all right i can i can switch it up for the next one actually that could actually work (laughs) Yeah. So actually it landed on heads, so I'm going with Vertigo's over there. It's uh that's the mango lime habanero. It's just uh man, the the spice on that one, I mean you get like the the mango and the lime and the sweetness and the sour up front, and then on the very back end you get like this little bit of a burn in your throat that's just nice. I want this so bad right now. Yeah, it sounds me too. awesome. I actually yeah, thought for beer. sure it was either gonna be between that and Old Chief. Danny's a big fan of Lake Tribe. Yeah, Old Chief. I, but I think and the deserted island thing swayed me though, man. I mean, I had to. I don't, don't, don't want to drink a. I don't want to drink a nine percent double the entire my rest of my life on an island. So. I'm a weirdo. I'm on a deserted island. I might as well be just yeah. trashed, man. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. And joke, jokes point. on you. It's a it's a frozen deserted island. So you know. yeah, oh right. sure, stout season. <laughs> yeah, all exactly. The way <laughs> Chase, I've never done this before. Chase, what would be uh, what would be your beer since this is your uh, hometown? Ooh, man, uh, I'd have to go with Lake Tribe. Uh, I think beer. I agree. I think I'm going to go with Old Chief. It's a great beer, phenomenal beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. We got three breweries in one question. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, so I'll, let's see. Let's see if this works out. Uh, Danny, you pick Matt's. Matt, you pick Danny's. Uh, one beer excluding Tallahassee's beer. Oh goodness. Um... Uh oh, Danny's uh a hundred percent would be a oh, tea man. beer uh, <laughs> from three ta- yep, three absolutely. taverns an Earl Grey tea beer. Um oh interesting and uh, tea, I don't think I've ever had a tea beer. Oh oh, you're gonna get one now. Who that we man have will on come. Here to he, talk about the green tea. Danny is about to to somehow send you a care package i think y'all had uh y'all had tyler on i think the i think that the the first time i ever discovered Ty- your podcast yes yeah, it was tyler. they were making a green yeah, tea yeah. beer and i remember listening to that and they, it was like that anniversary yep. weekend or something that was coming up and yeah yeah yep. so they've yep. uh, they've That's done some exactly other tea beer it. since then tyler knows that i'm a big tea beer guy so he's he's always being like i got a tea beer coming out for you i'm like all right my <laughs> especially especially if that tea beer has yeah, bergamot because right. Danny is I didn't even know what bergamot was but it's the it greatest is. flavor when you're sitting by a pool <laughs> that Earl Grey with the hit of bergamot that would be Danny's beer if yeah. I had to guess. I'm looking at bergamot right now. What is this? Oh man, it's just like a it's like a lemony sort of earthy taste to it. I mean, if you ever had Earl Grey Earl Grey tea, it's it's literally Earl Grey and like a kettle sour yeah. beer. Um it's got it's got some yeah, it's really good. I'm it's uh, they uh, they don't they don't distribute it down in Florida, um, but you can get it in places uh, in South Georgia at bottle shops up there. So, um, you know, I, I will I will make a. It look it looks kind of like a bumpy lime, yeah. but it tastes <laughs> okay. like nothing nothing yeah, like. It's a, a phenomenal lime. beer. It's probably one of my favorite beers uh, in the entire world for sure. Now, if I'm gonna guess Matt's though, I think I'm still gonna <laughs> stick with Stout, and yeah. I, I mean. He he may not like this, but I think he's going to go with some sort of uh, any of the Bourbon County, uh, um, the yearly stouts that they put out, the the orange vanilla, um, the the chocolate. Is that is that am I on am I close there, Matt? What do you think? 
so it would still be a stout for sure. Um, but it would actually be Paisley Cave Project from um, uh, Bottle Logic. It was a blueberry, and normally I absolutely hate blueberry in a stout, but this thing nailed it. Uh, I've only been able to get one other bottle of it. Uh, I have to send a shout out to the Bottle Share gang out at Ology. They're the ones that turned me on to it, uh, especially Cody. And uh, it, yeah, it's a blueberry stout that was just incredible. And the bottle that I had to get, or the bottle I got for it, uh, I had to swap like two hundred dollars worth of beer to get it. <laughs> yeah, but you that would be one. It would one hundred percent be a stout. Um, and that makes sense. If I couldn't get that, it would be from Cycle. Uh, I just love Cycle stouts. They they can do no wrong for the most part for me. Uh, Where Pete. is Cycle now? That's in uh, yep. St. Pete. Yep. Very nice. Uh, Kevin, it's only fair. I had Chase uh, uh, answer a question. What, what about your, yours excluding Crooked King? Because I know Crooked King would be your number Oh, one. my God. Excluding Crooked King. You <laughs> yeah. can't do that, bro. I mean, I'm picking one brewery. That's all you got to do. Don't it's going to be a White Claw, King. man. Why are you even asking? He's, he's... <laughs> <laughs> no, no. no I, am, I am not the White Claw I'm putting guy. him on the spot. I've never asked them these questions. <sighs> I mean, just from anywhere then. I mean, yeah, it doesn't yeah, have yeah. to be Florida, right? What would be in your refrigerator before Crooked Can opened up? Oh, it'd be it'd be just uh, Sierra Nevada Torpedo. Oh, good beer. Mm. Yeah, man. I'm like the, you know, super piney kind of guy. Beer. That's easy. Yeah. All right. Uh, so this one is Drinking Buddies with a Twist. Let me uh, play the intro and then we'll uh, get into it. Hold it now. Hold it now. Time to get drunk with my drinking buddies. Drinking buddies. Right. Always forget. <laughs> always forget about him. I was about to say, cut off your closer there. Damn it, man. Right? Come on, man. All right, so this is uh, three drinking games, one different partner for each. Uh, so I'll include Georgia in this one. Georgia. Georgia. You have to pick a Florida or Georgia, uh, Georgia brewery. Um as your partner. So I'm going to say a game and then you just got to pick that partner. And I, because you guys know so many of the breweries and owners, I just feel like you guys know these guys and you have some stories behind it. So I figured this could uh, kick that into gear. All right. Beer pong, which brewery would be your partner? Um, I'm going to definitely have to go with uh, Johnny Frazier over at Hal Powder, man. He's a, uh, he's a, he's a good old boy. He's a gator. I, I hate the fact that he's a gator cause I like him so much. Um, <laughs> but he's over in, he's over in Lake city. So he's close to Gainesville. I, you know, and, and, and actually Matt's a gator. So, I mean, that's a, should probably disclose that as well. He's a, he, he's a, <laughs> Whoa. I like how we almost ended the podcast. Uh, yeah. that drop. Man. You should have mentioned that in the wrap up at the end. Yeah, man. I know, what the man. Hell I, don't know. Is that? I always thought it was a no, and he's like, "Nah, man, I'm not rooting for the Seminoles." I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, man, I'm a Gator," and I was like, nope. "Oh, I Whoa. just don't say yeah. I don't say anything." And Knowles assume right. you must Absolutely. be a no if you yeah. don't say anything. <laughs> yeah, they assume yeah. that you're a great person. <laughs> yeah. We had a conversation exactly about that about a Jacksonville yep. podcast before we even got on the air. <laughs> Damn it, man! <laughs> he's right though. That yep. is a very good stereotype. But yeah, it's gonna be Johnny, man. He's a uh, he's a, he's a drinker, man. He's a partier. Um, and I gotta I gotta think that if he and I teamed up in beer pong, cornhole, horseshoes, any bar game you can imagine, we would probably mop the floor with people. So I'm gonna go with Johnny at Hal Powder. He's the he's the head wow. head, head head brewer yeah, and owner. Confidence. Over there. I yep. like the confidence. I like it. <laughs> what about you, Matt? Um, beer pong. Uh, I will say I'll exclude these two guys, but I want to put them in here. Uh, Fool's Fire. 
the two brewers over there, John Nash and Jamie Bruton. Uh, <laughs> Jamie They just is, sound like they could win in beer pong. Well, Nash is a straight-up winner yeah. in everything. So the dude is like an ultra-marathon, Ironman, all that. Uh, he is the one that runs Fermentation Lounge. And still drinks um, tons of beer. And I feel like a guy who... <laughs> Yes, tons. And so I feel like a guy who gets down like that is bound to still have it in some beer pong. Um, You know he's competitive. Yes. I would probably pick his his brewing partner, Jamie, because he's taller and he can, you know, the blocks are key in beer pong, man. (laughs) You've got to be able to, and to have the reach. He's got a long reach. However, Mm. destroyed his arm in a motorcycle accident Uh recently. So he's like the bionic man. So I'll go ahead and exclude him and I'll go with... Tyler Yorsky at uh, Lake Tribe. Oh, nice. Uh, Tyler is around all the time. Uh, He still really gets it in on the beer, and he's just that, just about that age where I'm like, I bet he still plays beer pong just for the hell of it. (laughs) Yep. 100%. (laughs) I I agree with that. I think he played when when he went to the tailgate. Yeah, I think he did too. One of the two. All right, so the next one is, which brewery or brewer would you pick for a chug-off? Oh, that's so easy. <laughs> I'd match yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We well, both. actually, I don't know. I think we could probably we could probably split that up a little bit because we we know two guys here in town that could easily mop the floor with anybody. And I think, uh, and they both they both are highly yes. competitive, and they both accuse the of other cheating of cheating all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Every time. <laughs> love it. They both accuse the other of cheating. What? How could someone uh, cheat with? Sh- that? A head start, head start for sure. Maybe maybe throw in. Well, these are shotgun. Right, yeah. So this isn't a chug. This is yeah. a shotgun. Um, so uh, some people accuse yeah. others of using uh, what's called a low fill coming off the canning yeah. line when maybe the can isn't quite as full as it should be. Wow. Um, That's wow. a whole I didn't new realize level. it was like that. It's just, it's just <laughs> competitive. Um, in some That's- cases, it might be the head start. Um, in some cases, it might be how much is left in the can yeah. when you're done, when you throw it yeah, on that's the ground. It. Oh, uh, some people yeah, just assume fair. you that's threw it on one. the ground, it must be done. Um, but, you know, when you get into highly competitive brewers in a in a shotgunning of beer, uh, it gets <laughs> yeah. interesting. I've actually got a video of these two guys uh, at the Florida Brewers Guild Festival two years ago. Uh, we went down there. We, we partnered with Visit Tallahassee. We You know, Visit Tallahassee was the, the title sponsor for this event, but they, you know, the people that they sent down for visit Tallahassee, you know, they admittedly aren't as, you know, knowledgeable about the craft beer scene as we are. So they sort of made us their like craft beer arm to kind of set up with them and sort of talk about our scene. And the night before they, uh, the, there was a Florida Brewers Guild dinner. And the two guys that we're talking about here are, uh, David Cant Rouch over at Proof. He's the lead brewer over there. And also Ryan Lapete, the head brewer and owner at, at, at uh, Deep. And, uh, they, there was a beer that was released that night. It was at Coppertail. Um, I'll never forget it. It was like a 9.5% triple IPA. Yes. And they both, they both challenged yes. each other to a, a shotgun off. And I mean, it was, it was really, really, really close, but David ended up throwing the can down like a split second before Ryan did. But when you look at the video, you can see a little bit of beer coming out of David's can and there wasn't any out of right. So, oh. so it's like for forever, you know, in, in Tallahassee beer lore, like who actually won that day? You know what I mean? So just very disputed. disputed yeah, they, victory there. There. Yes. There's an asterisk next to David's banner. <laughs> Damn. Um, 
So which one are you going oh, with, Danny? Oh, man. I'm only going to go with Ryan only because David tries to make me drink Malort anytime I'm around him, and I can't... S- I yeah. knew that was coming. <laughs> and Malort is like the most disgusting liquor on the entire planet. Um, he always he always approaches you with a bottle <sighs> of Malort. you're a man. He says, hey, man, you ready to make a bad decision? No, man. How do you approach somebody like that, you know? How do you say that? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so I'm going with Ryan because Ryan won't make me drink like Malort. Right, exactly, afternoon. yeah. So, so yeah, so, so you can have David. I'll take Ryan. Well, actually, here's the funny thing. So, uh, you know, we hyped up those two, but when I started thinking about the low fills, I think about how many times I've been at Ology when the cans come off the line. And that gang can really get it in when it comes to shotgunning and chugging. And shoot, I think they drank from this thing that looks like Aladdin's uh, magic lamp down at uh, (laughs) Wakefest. Um, I don't even know what that thing was, but you pour it from like 20 feet above someone's face. And uh, Paul Woodward wow. over there, uh, looks are deceiving. The guy is a kind of a wiry gymnast looking dude, but he's A, super competitive, and B, he can absolutely put yeah, away absolutely. some beer. So let me get Paul Woodward versus, you took yeah, Ryan I'm, I'm taking Ryan. Super interesting. Uh, I'll take Paul Woodward. Let's make it happen. Make this happen. Yeah, in, let's there's make this the shotgun. Happen. All three oh, of yeah. them. Get all three Just of them. Just include that on the virtual. I mean, there, there's your asterisk because Done. anything glitches on during that virtual thing that you guys do, <laughs> you're never going to hear the end of it. But that's what makes it fun. That's what makes it fun. I had a yeah. friend raise a lot of money for Puerto Rico on Venmo. Just uh, you donate five or more and I'll shotgun a beer. Um, now by the end of the day, it was pretty ugly and I didn't necessarily want to see it, but I have considered it. <laughs> I like the idea. I like actually it. at I like our it. bottle shares too, Matt has, uh, Matt has actually been, been challenged to, uh, to shotgun, a um, a Natterdays, uh, for a hundred dollar donation to charity. And we, and we both famously hate, uh, natural light and Natterdays, not even necessarily the beer, but the actual people behind the account. Uh, we, we've, you know, they try to be real savage like Wendy's and they're not really that funny. And so we try to come at them a a little bit and they come back at us, which, I mean, they have hundreds of thousands of followers. And I think we have maybe 4,000 on our, you know, Twitter account. So it's really not a fair fight, but at the same time, our people really, really like dogpile on them whenever they try to come at us. And so it's one of those things where it's like, you're really only doing us a favor by, you know, you know, exposing all your followers to this local craft beer group in Tallahassee Mm -hmm. when you want to bicker with us online. And so it kind of turned into this thing. Thing where uh, we had a one guy, uh, our friend Greg Tish, who was coming to these bottle shares, and he's like, "Look, man, you guys got to stop hating on who can shotgun the hell he out can, of some absolutely. beer." Absolutely, that guy yep. can. He can really shotgun a yep. beer. But he was coming to bottle shares for a while and bringing a, a 16 ounce tall boy of Natterdays. And as soon as Matt uh, shotgunned it, uh, which Matt has done up famously a couple, or actually I should say infamously a couple of times on camera, um, Greg, Greg would immediately drop a hundred dollars in the uh, in the in the pot for charity, um, which is really nice. It's it's absolutely nice. worth, it's it. worth it. It is well. I, I, I say I say so, that to be so the guy tackle? who hasn't had to drink it, but I mean I think I think Matt thinks it's worth it. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and that's usually at the end when it's been sitting out for a few hours. But my my tagline was e. I don't drink Natterdays, but when I do, a charity makes a yeah. hundred bucks. There you go. So nice, love it, love it. <laughs> it's a good shirt. Yeah, right. Hell shirt. yeah, you need to make that shirt. <laughs> um. All right, last one. Cornhole. Who's your partner? Uh, Danny. Uh, cornhole's gonna have to be. Danny knows the dudes at Cornhole Eight Five Zero, man. Yeah, that's not but fair. that's not those those, those guys <laughs> mop the floor with me every time that uh, we play. I play with them, so um, I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, I'm gonna go up to. 
Southern Philosophy up in Bainbridge, which is about 35 miles Dang, north of man. us. I, 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 was I was like, yes, he gave it to me first. So um, they, uh, he's, a, he's a good dude, man. He's actually a Tallahassee native. He wanted to open up a brewery. His name's Gallagher Dempsey. He wanted to open up a brewery in Tallahassee, um, found that there was maybe a little better opportunity to sort of stand out in Bainbridge. Like I said, they're 30 miles north of us. Just go straight up um, North Monroe, Highway 27. You cross the Georgia line and, and Bainbridge is right there. They've got a great spot right in downtown. Town Bainbridge, beautiful building. Uh, it was restored. Um, I think it's like a uh, the building's probably a hundred years old, something like that. They totally restored it, but he's got this great little outside area outside of the brewery. Um, they, they have some like monogrammed uh, cornhole boards out there, and uh, I've seen him throw before. Man, the guy the guy's really good. So I'm going to take him as my partner. Son of a bitch! Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, Gallagher would be great at cornhole. Um, Go go over go over uh, to their counterparts over in Valdosta. You know those boys can play cornhole. Yeah. Question is, which one would yeah. I pick? Um, like little mini gang cornholes, like cornhole gangs around here. I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, brewers are an interesting lot. There are some that are just like I I make beer. That's what I do. Like yeah. I don't do yeah. games. I don't do. I make incredible beer. Um, and then there are That's some different. that are more like, yeah, I'd be down <laughs> to do party games and, and get it in. So, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, the two up in Valdosta at Georgia Beer Company, uh, they're bound to actually, you know, let me take. Um, I like how serious <laughs> you guys are taking that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, I'm sorry, we're really thinking it out. Uh, let me take love it, Clayton oh, down at Oyster man, that's City. That's a good one. Yeah. Let me take Clayton Mathis. <laughs> Clayton, Clayton, I could see Throwdown. He was awesome on the show, man. He was well, awesome. If he nothing else, time. I bet he's pretty good at it. He's going to bring Hooter Brown because that's his baby, yep. and I love that beer. Oh, yeah. And the dude knows Wu-Tang lyrics like you wouldn't believe. So what? we're going to talk Whoa, mad he, he didn't shit, mention that. Wrap yeah. it up. And Wu Tang and Mathis and Crumb Baker forever. <laughs> that, Hooter, that sounds like Brown. an album. Like and Hooter Brown. That's awesome. I like it. <laughs> All right, uh, let's uh, play trivia, and then we'll wrap it up from there, and let you guys have the mic and um, go from there. Trivia. <laughs> yeah that's jason's wife that's, that's his yeah. wife yeah oh well done she's very pissed that i uh messed with her voice like that <laughs> that's no that's it that's her normal Wait, that's voice. not her natural voice yeah, right? i gave her i've said this story many times but i gave her uh, multiple i gave her multiple choices of like which one do you like the most this is the one she hated the most I was like got it oh uh, yes he does, he does shit like that all do. the time that yeah is that's marriage right there baby <laughs> That's marriage. <laughs> Love it. All right. So, according to Cape Town Magazine, in 1814, London was flooded by a vat of beer. How many barrels of beer ruptured? Was it 3,500 barrels, 7,200 barrels, 750 barrels, or 4,500 barrels? I will make Chase go first, and then Matt, and then 
Danny and then Kevin, but I'll redo that order because that's a lot to remember. <laughs> yeah. okay. I'm going to say D, 4,200. Is that what it was? There was no D, uh, but yes, 40. <laughs> D. Yes. And, and it was 4,500. Uh, so you got it all wrong. You want to try again? Okay. Well, hopefully, even though I got it all wrong, I get it all right. Yes. So. There you go. Yep. Okay. I don't know how that works, but all right. <laughs> it works. Uh, yeah. Matt? Thank you, Kevin. You're uh, what were the options on the numbers there again? A, A, B, C, and D are the options. They're not options. <laughs> 3,500, 7,200, 750, or 4,500 barrels? Uh, let's say 4,500. All right, two Ds. Everyone loves the D. Oh, he's saying D now, too. Hey, I don't love Everyone the loves D. the D. Pause. <laughs> Pause. Pause. Edit that out. Uh, that's not what I said. Uh, what about you, Dan? I'm gonna go on the I'm gonna go on the smaller side. I'm gonna say that that there uh, wasn't as much capacity as you guys were giving them credit for back then. So I'm gonna go with the the first one, 3,200. Is that what it that what it was? 3,500. 3, yeah. Close enough. Danny like does it. not like the big D. He wants to go in the small. Sco- side. A, a, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's like a medium small D, an in between queen. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, what about you, buddy? Man, I'm scared to answer that. <laughs> you taking the big uh, D? Yeah, no, I, I, I like big butts, so I'm going to go big Bs. I'm going to go with the B. I don't know what the answer that was, but uh, it's one that you guys didn't guess, so I got a chance of winning. Let's go. Yes. Was that 750? What was B? B was... was got to go to my notes, guys. You guys are making me... Uh, B is 7,200. He's going for the high Ooh. the high number. Ooh. That's the winner. All He's right, going so... That big D. This was a brewery in London. It was called Horseshoe Brewery. Mm-hmm. And in 1814, they lost 3,500 barrels. Boom, Damn baby. It. Yeah, nice. I At like least it. Kevin didn't win. That's all. You I don't win about. anything, but you get, you get the pride. You get the pride. You get a golf clap. Yeah. As long as Kevin doesn't win, that's all I Just know if Danny oh, okay. wins, wow. I will accuse him of cheating. He probably he probably did. I thought I heard someone was, typing yeah. on the computer. Yeah, he was yeah. googling. That was, I mean, I gave him enough time. So yeah, so this, yeah. this is now descended into Ryan Lapete versus David Cant Roush. That's right. Add it, add it to it. Add it to it. I would pay money to watch this chug off. By the yeah. way, yeah, no, we have to, yeah. I think we have to make it happen after the show. Yeah. But I think we should definitely make it happen. And and who's who's the third one? Yeah. Who's Paul, the third Paul one we Woodward, talked about? Yeah, Paul. Paul. Okay, we got. I know it. there's it's gotta that, happen. There's that weird line that you can cross but i'm like thinking like if you get all of these like brewers to be challenged and someone does like a bidding like an auction where it's like all right i'll put down a hundred dollars <laughs> that i can beat him and that money goes to a charity that would be or cool. goes to their breweries yeah yeah obviously the brewery that makes sense too yeah i mean yeah i i can think of a, a number of people that it would be a super entertaining either <laughs> yeah. shotgun or i'd love to see him do flip cup yeah, that's true. We too. Uh, we actually did a uh, a virtual um, flip cup thing. What two weeks ago? Yeah, it worked out until you started getting drunk, and then it kind of yeah. kind of falls apart. <laughs> and by by you, you mean Jason? Now, were yeah. you able to do flip cup relay, or you just did one aside? So let's we did sur- we did survivor, and we did team. Oh, all right. Yeah, and we did Survivor Team actually. So yeah, we did a little bit of everything. Nice. Yeah, I just did fun. a lot of losing. Good. That's what I did. I suck at all the games. <laughs> 
but I yeah, Kev's not a big drinking shit. game uh, <laughs> guy. But. Yeah, I don't I don't do drinking games. I do drinking. Yes, yeah. you, but you you took it like a champ, Kev. You Thank did. you. Thank no you. Pause. Challenged me because you were drunk and you got yeah. your ass kicked. I don't know what <laughs> well, you were I doing. Just, I don't know what you were thinking. Kevin's like, I'm the worst one here. I'm going to challenge Jason, who's pretty good. This sounds good. And then he's I like, went for, I went for the greatest upset ever, and it didn't true. come through. You had nothing him. to lose, and, and it exactly. didn't happen. I mean, you got at least really, you got really the built-in excuse. Like I took Goliath, and it was his. Yeah, it turns exactly. out he was really good. I mean, I don't know. You're you're pumping Jason up a little much. Oh, He's Jason, not going. You don't have to have your wife in your corner everywhere you go. I don't want to hear this right now. Jason's more like you know your average Joe, but Kevin's motherfucker. On that awesome lovely note uh <laughs> where can everybody find tlh and reach out to you guys uh we are on facebook twitter and instagram uh twitter and instagram is at tlh beer society uh facebook uh actually type in the word tallahassee for tallahassee beer society um also have that column in the uh, tallahassee democrat that comes out uh, every two weeks uh it'll be out thursday online at tallahassee.com and then friday in print in the limelight section which is kind of that entertainment section they insert in the paper every friday with sort of the hats of what's going on around town um so it's a good little spot for us to be in um and then also the radio show is 9 30 a.m saturday mornings on espn 97.9 fm you can also listen to it if you miss it at 9 30 if you're like us and you are hardly ever up at 9 30 a.m on saturday mornings um to, to listen to the show you can always find it uh, on the podcast at uh, espntallahassee.com slash TLH beer and uh, they've got them all by date there um, so you can just kind of find the most recent one or, or listen go through and listen to all 85 of them if you want to <laughs> it's almost getting easier to tell them where they can't find us yeah, exactly right? <laughs> right. So, yeah. that sounds like we're out here awesome, we're guys. everywhere <laughs> yeah, exactly. google search um, it's worth yeah we'll put for sure, uh, we'll um, we'll put everything uh, like uh, at least one link or two links, not to like throw them off into like the yeah, Wild yeah. West, but yeah, we'll link everything up in the notes and uh, have all those socials in the notes as well. Uh, please reach out to them if you guys are in Tallahassee or whatnot. Look out for this if they do a virtual things because I guarantee we'll be involved for sure. If if it yeah, happens, absolutely if it happens, um, follow us at Cup to Cup Show. Kevin, am I missing anything, man? No, you're doing a great job, man. Right. Just no, no spaces. No spaces. No spaces. <laughs> no one needs spaces. We don't need. We don't do spaces. But again, dude, thank you guys for jumping on. I hey, appreciate we all it, hope everybody survives this, man. And we have beer when uh, yeah. it all clears up, man. Yeah, yeah a lot of fun, yeah. man. Everybody really get out, it, y'all. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks, guys. And thanks for all you guys do to support local as well, too. Oh, for sure, absolutely. All the time. It's easy, <laughs> especially yeah, right. when it someone sure lives right next door to one. <laughs> Right? Yeah. yeah, right. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. I mean, he's literally like what a three minute drive. Uh literally three minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's That's ridiculous. Awesome. It's a good, it's a nice bike ride. I I took my little like motorized skateboard from his house to uh, or from from the brewery to his house, and I got into the house. And I was like, "You're an asshole." Like, <laughs> like damn good. <laughs> yeah. And there's a bike trail, like a nice bike yeah, trail, it's yeah, like a beautiful bike trail. Really, guys, spoil. Well, don't let yeah. Matt fool you because his, his Matt's office is literally right behind Ology. He could he could walk out and go to happy hour there every day it he is. wanted to. How do you think I know those guys can really hammer chugging some beers, man? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I know when the canning line is out there. I see them going in. Anytime they release a new beer, they do a shotgun. The whole crew does a shotgun of that beer. I've been there more times than I care to admit. It is right next to my office. I'm missing it <laughs> right now, having in. to work remotely. <laughs> Matt, Matt like smells a new line. I'm like, 
That's no, no, it's a new one. These dank hoppy beers. He's know, like, they oh, they added raspberry with that this double time. dry hop. You can smell it. Yeah. Either someone's smoking a, or someone's uh-huh. brewing a beer. <laughs> one of the crazy, or both. It could yeah. be both. It's just a good day for somebody right there. There it is. Um, all right, guys. Thanks again, man. Y'all have a good yep, one. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Appreciate y'all. Thank you.